minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this episode 36 of the art of war down under podcast my name is adam camilleri his name is scary the scarred one the one from the dark city hello dude hello uh how are you my good man ready for this uh, part two of amazing content I am. So for those of you who don't know, we are going to be doing this part two of our Code, Drakari Codex review. We're going to be starting off um, from page from the stratagem page, pretty much, uh, from page 67, I be- uh, 68, I believe. Um, and we're going to be churning all the way through this and get, get this big old book done. Um, so yeah, we've got the stratagems, we've got the relics, we've got the warlord trace to come, and then all the unit entries that Skari has deemed worthy of our time and our attentions. But uh, past that, Art of War That Under is a two-part podcast. Uh, first and foremost, right now being available for your consumption on Patreon and also on the theartofwar40k.com. You can purchase our podcast and the uh, Nick Nardavati, John Damaris podcast for a nice lump sum and getting the benefits of both. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us being released for public consumption over on the Patreon page for the time being, soon to be uploaded direct to YouTube upon release and also um, upon all your other podcast aggregators as it shall be. Now, Pascari, where we left off, we left last time off last time talking about all the, the covens and the creeds and all the, the goodness and the cults and the cabals and blah, 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 blah. We're here to talk about strats. So there are there's maybe, there's three pages of strats here and how, as a package, how whole or how wholesome do you think they are? How much, how all-encompassing or how good is the, the stratagem package? There are some really, really good stratagems in here. There are some that are situational. Uh, there are some that you'll recognize from the last codex. And <laughs> there are some that you might never use because they're just that situational. But overall, I'd want to say like a 7 or 8 out of 10 in terms of strat, uh, stratagem usefulness just out of this book. And then, of course, once you talk about the Book of Rust, that's probably like a 10 out of 10. Um, yes, because those are ridiculous. However, these are a great start. Mm. All right, jumping in for our first one. Uh, this is cool deception. This is a one slash two CP stratagem. Use this stratagem in your movement phase when a Drakari unit from your army falls back. You can select for this unit to be eligible to shoot this turn or eligible to declare a charge this turn or both. If you select both, it costs two CP. Otherwise, it's one CP. I actually love this. Is the best uh, T's and C's. Uh, this for is this. one of the best ones mm. I, because you know you don't. It used, to, it used to be two CP, you just do both. Now you can pick yeah. and choose. It's fantastic. It means that yep. if you have a Ravager, needs to run away, pay one CP. Ravager falls back, can shoot. Doesn't have to charge. Right? Um, if you have, say, a unit of Helions, they fall back, you just pay one CP to shoot because their ability allows them to charge. Right? So it's yes. like it's really useful in a lot of situations. And sometimes you just need to get into combat or you just need to shoot. And you might not have CP to do both. It's fabulous because you can then use it even later in the game when you mm. just have like one CP come in at the beginning of the turn to like pull a unit back and then charge or, or shoot or do something that you need to do in a pinch. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, hit us on the next one, the Great Enemy. Great Enemy is your anti-Slanesh stratagem. That they've always in had, close, yeah. Yeah, any Drukhari unit, one CP, reroll hits and wounds against it, any Slanesh unit. But one is CP, what it is. It's, it's incredible. It's like one of those, like, if you're playing Slanesh, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's actually a lot better than it was because 
Slanesh is a lot better than it was, you know? <laughs> so it's yeah, actually, it's, it's actually something might actually you, you use will this. use more often than not when Monster Mash is running around, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and you have to deal with those keepers of secret. Well, guess what? You, you, we have something specifically designed for a list that's meta right now. Yes. Yeah, exactly right. I think it's phenomenally powerful. Uh, next one is the Torturous Craft. This is another one slash two CP stratagem. Use this stratagem in the fight phase when Uri and Rakath or a homunculus. Uh, coven unit from your army is selected to fight. Till the end of the phase, each time modeling that unit makes an attack, you can reroll the wound roll. If this strategy is used on a character or Rax unit that contains 10 or less models, um, is 1 CP, otherwise it's 2 CP. This is one that I had before, but I thought it was only for grotesques in the past, or maybe it was because homunculuses, sorry, um, other coven units weren't good enough to warrant using it, that I only saw it on grotesques. But It was for anybody, but it was 2 CP for everybody. Okay. Right. So, so you only used it on big units that were worth two CP. I yeah. love that they've changed the cost so that it's cheaper on like smaller, less impactful mm. units. It's actually a big deal. A lot of these quality of life improvements. Now you got a lot more CP to to wield around. The next one is one is a name that won't be a surprise to anybody. Lightning fast reactions is now any Drakari infantry or vehicle or biker unit that's not a coven unit. Right. Yes. So that's something that people do forget. You cannot. Especially since, like, Dark Creed or, you know, Dark Techno Monster Raiders or, or you know, uh, or other vehicles will be popular, you cannot use it for Coven units. Big thing mm. to remember. Uh, it is now only one command point, though. That is amazing. It is really good. I am a fan. I think it's, a, it's the mainstay. It's the bread and butter. You saw it. You see it almost every turn. Every time you try and shoot at them, every time you try and fight them, you're probably going to see it a lot, especially at 1CP now. Yes, um, exactly. Next is Hunt from the Shadows. This is 1CP. Use a stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase when a Drakari unit from your army that has the benefits of light cover is selected at the tar- as the target of a ranged attack. Until the end of that phase, add an additional one to the unit saving throw. This is one they've always had as well, isn't it? Yeah, this one was uh, they had as well. Now, of course, because cover is like on a model-to-model basis, you know, I think it's a little bit more useful. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, uh, but it really does help, especially now that Cablite Warriors got like an improved armor save. Yes. So now you know in in light cover they're going up to a two up save. Big big deal, man. Big deal against small arm fire, right? You know, especially until you kind of crank up that invulnerable save later in the game. Uh, yeah. Even things like Incubi going to a one up save, mm. you know, against you know some flamers or some sporadic firepower just keeps them alive if they're sort of caught out in the in like the open. Yeah, it's even a bigger deal on things like the Trueborn. You're already putting a an overabundance of investment of points into them because you want them to be a, a specialist or a, a very hard hitting unit or a key unit in your army, and you don't want them just having having a crappy old two two you know four plus save versus you know uh, intercessors during tactical doctrine. I just go up straight to a six for you, bang 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 dead. But yeah, at least it, it, what it does it changes the math enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things we talk about this all the time, or at least I do. It changes the math enough. That that unit of ten Cabalite warriors is not is not going to be as likely to die to you know uh, yeah. a unit of, of rapid firing tactical marines in tactical doctrine or whatever right like all of a sudden your opponent has to divert more into trying to kill them legitimate firepower they can't just get get killed out of at like negligence anyway what's the next so the next one is alliance of agony so this mm. is one of the one of the three stratagems. That is pr- when you build your list, right? So Alliance yep. of Agony, uh, when your Archon is the Warlord in a real space raid deta- detachment, right? So in a battalion yep. or in a brigade, it's a real space raid. You pick one Succubus and one Homunculus for one CP, and you determine a Warlord trait for each of these. 
that's cool. Yeah. Now you can't do it for named characters, however. So you can't like add Lilith to your army and then give mm. her a warlord trait this way, which is a bit of a shame. You kind of have to run her in her own detachment where she's the boss if you want that. However, it's a very cheap way to get three warlord traits. And Agreed. it just has to be in a real space raid detachment. Feel free to, if you want, um, sum- summarize the following two. Tolerance, tolerated These ambition are the ones you prices. see in every single, yeah. every single book right now. Tolerated ambition is the other way to get uh, warlord traits. right? So if your warlord has a Drakara keyword with tolerated ambition, pay one CP. Not for named characters, and you can determine a warlord trait for that Drukari character. So this gives you a little bit more flexibility with who you can give uh, warlord traits to. You can't give mm-hmm. it to special characters. However, you could make a special character your warlord, and then use this to give an Archon a trait and a yeah. Succubus a trait. You know that sort of thing. It is um, you can use it twice if you're playing a Strike Force. So two thousand points, you can use it twice. So you can have three warlord traits as well, but it just costs you an extra CP yeah. essentially. So pretty then, consistent. Yeah, it's about the same. And then prizes from the Dark City is the same. If your Wall- Warlord is the Drakari keyword, you pick a character, give them an artifact of cruelty, and this is a relic that they can have. Um, uh, you can use it twice in a in a strike force, which means you can have your free relic, and then you can pick up to two other relics in a 2,000 point for one CP each to give to yeah. a character that's not a, well, of course, not a named character. And those are just built into your list. Yeah, it makes sense. Pretty much the same as uh, you know Necrons and Space Marines got. Um, moving on to Webway Portal. This is a 1 slash 3 CP stratagem. Use a stratagem before the battle when declaring reserves and transports if you're playing a mission without the step. Uh, use a stratagem during deployment instead. If you spend 1 CP, you can set up 1 Drakari Infantry Biker or Beast Unit from your army in the Webway. Instead of placing on the battlefield, if you spend 3 CP, you can place 2 Drakari Infantry Biker or Beast Units in the webway instead. And the reinforcement steps of one of your movement phases, they can be set up anywhere, 9 inches away, etc., etc. Is this pretty much... I thought this was a 1, 2, 3 before. Or no, was this, this, this is 1, 3 before. Okay. The, so this is the same as it was. The only caveat being it, you can still use it even if you use the Screaming Jets strategy, yes. which we'll get to. Before they were exclusive, mutually exclusive. Um, which you could not use it if you use the Screaming Jets and the mm. other way around. Yeah, because the Screaming Jets is pretty much the same thing, but just for vehicles, yeah? It is. It's 1 CP per vehicle. However, yep. you can only use it once, whereas previously you could use it multiple times. Mm. So you could before put your three Ravagers and two planes into Deep Strike for 5 CP to stop the Iron Hands from shooting you off the table. Now it's you can pick one tank to come in. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, moving on then to Pain Siphon. This is a 1 CP strat. Use a stratagem when a Drakari unit from your army that is within 6 of a friendly Chaos, uh, Kronos unit destroys an enemy unit uh, with a melee or ranged attack. Until the end of the battle, that Drakari unit always treats each battle round as if it has as if it's battle round 5 for the purposes of power from Pain. That's a very interesting one. I actually like that a lot. I like that a lot, especially for some of your support units, right? Or once the Chronos gets stuck in, if you get like a quick and an early kill with a unit, right? Mm-hmm. Including the Chronos itself, right? So the Chronos yeah. kill something or something within six inches kill something, all of a sudden they get the full benefits. They fearless, they have a five up um, invulnerable save, and they hit on twos, right? And that's like probably one of the biggest things. Um, that you're going to get access to. You could even use it for a Ravager, for example, so mm. that it counts as double wounds, you know, for the rest of the game for bracketing purposes, right? So there's like a, there's a whole a variety of things that you can use that for. 
it's it, you need Kronos in your list to do it. It's a little situational. You have to be close to the Kronos. But if you do it right, it could give you an edge towards like the mid part of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap. So, um, so what, what I actually like about this is I think the T's and C's are quite good. The Kronos has to be within six of the unit that gets the kill, not the unit that gets killed. Correct. Which, which yeah, I like. So quite you can a lot. do it at range, right? Like you can grab yeah. a raptor, kill a rhino with a ravager. The oh, ravager is within six inches of. Yeah, it's an with range a, yeah, immediate range attack. Yeah, yeah it's very you good. Can just grab, you can just grab a ravager that kills a rhino or kills like some unit or whatever, and then all of a sudden spend a CP. The ravager now counts the full, the full turns, which mm-hmm. means it has a five up invul save in close combat. You know, it it can, it can shoot heavy weapons in combat without penalty. And it counts as double wounds for bracketing, right? So then for the rest of the game, you know, even if you, the enemy can't really bracket it until it's dead almost, right? So I think there's, there's you know, one CP for that. Yeah, sure. You know, it might might come in handy or a big unit of troop warriors or something that's going down the field and they yeah. kill a rhino. That's, and, you know, and now they're fearless. You know what I mean? And it's like mm. this big 20 man fearless blob that's in your backfield now that you have to like kill every single last one of them in order to get off your home objective or something like that. So I think there's there's potential with that. Yeah. Now, some people may have noticed, we usually go tit for tat on reading these out, but I specifically read two back-to-back so that Sky would read this next one out for us. So eviscerating flyby. It's one or two command points. You pick a witch cult unit that flies, that, that made a normal move or advanced. So after mm-hmm. the unit has moved, you select an enemy unit that this unit moved across. Right? So... You basically just have to like touch an enemy unit while you mm. <laughs> with one of the models in your unit. <laughs> it's crazy. And you pay one CP if you're five or less models in the witch unit. You pay two CP if you're six or more models, and you roll one dice per model in the witch unit. <sighs> Which means if you're a Reaver Jet Bike unit, that's anywhere from three to twelve dice. If you're a Helion unit, that's anywhere from five to twenty, 20. dice. Yeah. And on a five plus you will do a mortal wound to that enemy unit. Yikes. If they are an infantry model or unit, they they you add plus one to the roll, which means that you're rolling mortals on four pluses against infantry. I almost caveat feel like here, it, it should caveat be. Here being, caveat here being, this is a great sniper rifle. <laughs> it's incredible. There's no limitations on what you can and can't use it on. Like, doesn't say characters. Because a lot of these, a lot of the time, things like this will say minus one if you're a, if you're targeting characters. Specifically designed to be able to snipe characters to do mm-hmm. damage to heavily armored targets. You know, uh, and it really makes up for the lack of psychers that this army has. Yes, it's yes, like it one does. of the main the main ways that Dark Eldar can get mortal wounds. However, mm. it, it's you have to pay CP for it. You have to have yeah. very specific units do it. Um, so it's very good, it's very powerful, and it really helps sort of bridge the gap between someone who just has a bunch of mortal wounds in the psychic phase, right? Yeah. You know, this a, hu- a huge unit of 20 Helions averages 10 mortal wounds to a unit. That's like four smites. Yes. Right? Yes, it so, is. So, you know, it's not, and it's two CP on top of that, right? So, and you have to be close enough for me to do it. Mm. You know I mean, so it's not, and then I'm probably charging you and committing my, my Helions at that point. So. Yeah. There's like a lot that goes into it, but it really, really, that's a very, very strong, very powerful stratagem that I think is going to be used a lot. And everyone needs to know about this. 
this is this is the gotcha. You don't want to you don't want to get gotcha by this. Is, is what I'm that saying. That apothecary can go yeah. jump in a lake for all I care. Oh, he's because doing. my Reva jet bikes are gonna so kill him with this stratagem. You know what the strat? You know what the plan is though. You just take three apothecaries and don't selfless heal at any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and make you spend six CP to come get him, and yeah. all three of them, and that's fine. <laughs> but, that's but that's fine. a good I'll, problem to I'll make have you people pay do. Two hundred and forty points exactly. For exactly. Absolutely. Um, well, how, so we'll have a little bit of discussion here. Where do you sit on? There's a bit of a, a hubbub going on at the moment. Where do you sit on people who, let's say, I have a a unit of Reva jet bikes that is um, twelve inches away from the unit I want to do a flyby on. And with my advance, I can, let's say, theoretically, I don't know how my father can move, but let's say I can move 24 inches. I don't actually move the model. I just say, theoretically, he just moves up. He goes 12 inches. They all yeah. pass over this guy and land back exactly where they were. Yeah. Is that kosher? That is definitely kosher. There you go. That's the other thing yeah, I want to know. You don't need to move in this edition. Like in previous editions, you ha- if you moved, you had to move in a straight line with certain units. And if mm. you need to move over something, you have to finish your move in a, phys- in a physical straight line. This, in yeah. this edition, there's no such thing. You can grab one model, you can do loop-de-loops with it, whatever you want. Uh, you can end in the same place that you are and say, I moved, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's that's fine. As long I mean, as your, your total distance traveled while you did that doesn't exceed your total move characteristic. Yeah. So yes, I mean, if you, Reva Jet Bikes, when they advance, have a 26-inch threat range. So if yes. they... If they they can hit something that's twenty inches away and then move six inches back the way that they came, mm-hmm. right? And then you can have all, and then you only have to have one jet bike do that, and the rest of jet bikes kind of land around that first jet bike, essentially. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Next one is never stationary for two CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase after making attacks with a Drakara unit, excluding aircraft, from your army until... Sorry, that unit can immediately make a normal move up to seven inches until the end of the turn. That unit is not eligible to declare a charge. This is this is far and fade, yeah? Yeah, they, they made it 2CP now. It yeah. is... And I understand why movement will win you games. I have mm. won many, many games with a 1CP fire and fade. Yeah. So I'm, I totally understand why this went to command points mm. however it stings because it's one i used all the time however you know it's warranted like being uh, able I to agree. run get out of your transport move advance shoot a phantasm grenade launcher and then like move an additional seven inches for like a crazy 23 inch like get onto someone's objective and stop them from scoring it, like yes it, it's worth 2cp because it's it's game winning Absolutely. I think it's one of the best bread and butter strats. It's up there with um, Lightning Fast. It's just, you're just going to mo- use it most turns as well. Right. Um, all right, next one's yours. Prey on the Week is a new one, and I really like this one. It's essentially a one command point giving rerolls to hit in the shooting or fight phase to a Drukari core unit. So you can only do it to like an infantry, like um, to like Incubi or Witches or, or you know, Talos or Kronos. And essentially what it does is if you're attacking a unit in shooting or close combat that has taken casualties, you can reroll once to hit against it. That's cool. And if you're if you're hitting a unit that is under 50% strength, then you get reroll all hits against it for once. This is so thematic for it Dark is. This is it so is. cool. They do not fight fair. And this is like <laughs> this is like that sort of mentality manifest mm. into stratagem yeah. form. <laughs> Being like, oh, it. is that your guard unit that has taken one casualty? Great. I I, I smell blood in the water. Reroll one shit. <laughs> oh, is that your 
Is that your unit that only has like two models left out of a five-man squad? Well, for one CP, I'm going to reroll all hits. AKA, mm -hmm. if you're wounded, limping, and bloodied, oh, we're going to have so much fun killing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, actually, that's that, that one is my favorite. It's not the best, but it's, it's my favorite so far just because of how it's written. What I love about it is a lot of the times you can put in like a single Ravager with Vissies into your list, for example. Like, mm. Disintegrator is not the best, but, you know, or maybe Lances, right? And say you're like, you, you've you been shooting at this tactical Marine squad, and, uh, well, you can't do it for Ravager, sorry, it's only Drakari Corps. But say, like, um, say you're, you're in a position where you you've got to let, like, the last couple of models in a unit, and you need to make sure that unit dies, you can be like, okay, I'm going to give reroll hits to my Talos or mm. whatever, because they're core. And now I'm going to reroll all hits against them, or you know, and and good use of that strat will really sort of like just at the right time, just just change the math in your favor. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I yeah, I think this is the I think it's so much fun in this one. It's so much fun in interplay with your opponent and be like, oof, that's, that's a, it took a couple of casualties. Oh, that's a shame. Be a real shame if all my guys went absolutely apeshit bonkers now. <laughs> um, next up, we have Screaming Jets, which we've already discussed. So I'm going to dodge that onto the next one, which is Deadly Rivals for 2CP. Use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one Reavers unit from your army and one Hellions unit from your army that are within 12 inches of each other and visible to each other. Um, add one to the move characteristics of models in these units. And each time a model in this unit would... Uh, makes an attack with a melee weapon, you can re-roll your hit rolls. So this is a, a dual buff. We haven't seen many of these in in the past. I think the, the only the last one I can remember being is the the Admech Codex, like some three years ago when they had the Catafron um, destroyers and the Castellan robots giving each other plus one to hit. I I freaking love these kinds of stratagems, and I think they're I want I want one of these one of these style in every single codex. I think they're so much fun. Yes, this is great. Um... Yeah, a lot of people are, are like haven't really been taking Reavers too seriously. I put one re unit Reavers and one unit Hellions in my army. Mm. And the cool thing about this is they don't even have to be from the same witch cult. Like, yeah, I know. It's just Reavers and Hellions. So if you like Reavers being like from one witch cult and Hellions being from another, like it doesn't matter. Like they'll yes. just compete against each other. And essentially it's like you're paying one CP for each unit to get reroll hit rolls. Then you say you combine this with like you know, the uh, the Witch Cult of Strife book, right? Which has a reroll wound roll strat, right? And all of a sudden, you can have those uh, one of these two units just go in and mow stuff down. Or say you're attacking something that's taking damage, then you can give Prey on the Weak to one of them and then give reroll wounds... Uh, sorry, you can give um, reroll wounds to one of them and then have a succubus near the other to reroll ones to wound or Kronos or something. And all of a sudden, like, you're just damage output. Like, yeah. It's exponentially better. Absolutely. You want to catch the next one for us? Absolutely. So that's swift outflanking. Oh, I love stratagems like this. this one <laughs> my, I love things that allow you to put stuff back into reserve. Um, so at the end of your movement phase for one command point, pick a Drukari transport wholly within nine of any battlefield edge, remove the transport and put it back into strategic reserve. Amazing. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Absolutely wow. love this stratagem. I do too. That is very powerful. That is very strategically powerful. I love it. I, one of the things I love doing with raiders is sort of like deploying them because they're so fast. You can deploy them places where if your opponent sort of deploys their army that's a lot slower to sort of counter your fast thing, you can kind of just spend a turn moving in a different direction and being on a completely mm. different part of the table. You know, this just like punishes people for like chasing your like raiders. And then you can just be like, oop, on all of a sudden, 
I'm on the other side of the board next turn, or I yeah. was in your face and now I'm back in my deployment zone to protect my, my army again from something that's coming into my face. Right. And what's really cool is you can combine it with the stratagem that's right after, which is murderous descent, which, um, a tra after transport unit is set up on the battlefield, either by strategic reserve or screaming jets or swift outflanking, you can pay a CP to have the unit that was inside disembark as long as the yeah. unit stays nine inches away from the enemy. But this means you can have like incubi, which is um, uh, anything that needs to charge when they come in, drop mm -hmm. out of the transport, get out, and then like declare a charge, you know, or something like that, or get close to an objective that's further in on the table, like. You know, a lot of the objectives aren't within six inches of a board edge. Yes. So when you come in from strategic reserve, you can't just like bring them in and put them on an objective to like hold it, mm. right? Um, like say last turn of the game, you're going second. There's one objective you're blown, blew you off the table. You have a swift outflanking transport coming in. You can bring it in, spend the CP, get the disembark the guys like three inches onto the objective and all of a sudden it's yours again right like yeah wow there's so many cool things you can use that strap for mm, um yeah the, the combination of the two murderous descent without swift outflanking just seems like a match made in heaven um you, you covered murderous descent enough yeah we can move on yes all right, so next one is pray they don't take you alive for one CP. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when an enemy warlord unit is destroyed by a melee attack made by a Drakari unit from your army. Till the end of the battle, each time a combat attrition test is taken for an enemy unit, subtract one from the attrition test. So, yeah, if you kill their warlord for one CP, everyone takes a morale worse. It's going to be good for against some against some armies. The Space Marines don't care at all because of how... um. Um, I don't know fear works, but there are some yep. that's that are gonna hate this. As a guard player, I'm gonna hate this. This is gonna God be rough. don't like this. Demons don't like this. At least right now, right? Um, like MSU mm. orcs don't like this. Um, you know, not like big horde orcs because they're leadership thirty or whatever. But I mean, yeah. like smaller <laughs> units of orcs don't like this. Um, uh, and and it, other dark eldar don't like this. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, like, other, or or elder armies that don't have like avatars of Cain, you know, they have like larger <laughs> units. You know, what I mean, like, all of a sudden, combined with say Dark Creed and Grizzly trophies, and like, you can really get some, especially since one of the secondaries, which we'll get to, is about making things run away. It's mm. very, very situational, though. But when it happens, sure, like in the right, like this is a kind of strat where it's like if the moons align and everything, like the grass is green and. You know the the chicken you know clucks three times at the full moon or something <laughs> like you might end up using it but it's you know but it, it's not something that'd be like going out of my way to try and make happen yeah me too um but it, it, if it does come up it comes up i mean you've got a lot of good ways of killing like a company commander which is most likely most of the time going to be what i but take as page cues when it comes to combat attrition tests like if you're under 50 it's minus one if yeah. you have killed the enemy warlord in melee and say it's the right mm -hmm. army to do it against, that's minus one. If there's any dark creed within six inches, that's minus one, right? So you're minus three to your roll looking for yeah. So you're looking at fives or sixes. Mm -hmm. A four or under models will run. That's crazy. Right? That's nuts. So like, if you can pull that off and all of a sudden, like, you know, the, you, you pull it off, you kit, like, they get too aggressive with their warlord, you charge him with a crazy succubus, murder the warlord on turn two, right? And then mm. on turn three, 
you set it up and you kill like two models from each unit in like five or six different units just to force morale tests. You've got all the leadership debuffs and then all of a sudden each unit loses a model and then has to roll for the other four or five models in the unit and then all of a sudden like their whole army crumbles in like a single turn. Yeah. But it it requires a lot of setup even Mm. though the potential of it is crazy in the right matchup. It's something you... You know where I hate this? Where? Custodes. I hate yeah, this. Or, I mean, it's, yeah. it's actually, it's, it's not, it's not very easy for. It's not easy to make them fail morale because they don't yeah. really run like large units. You know what I mean? Mm. But, you know, they're only leadership eight. You know what I mean? It's they're true. not like, they're not like, they're not crazy leadership. Mm. Fair enough. All right. Moving on. Enhanced Aether Sails, 1 CP. Use a stratagem in your movement phase when a Raider or Ravager unit from your army is selected to advance. Do not make an advance roll. Instead, until the end of the phase, add 8 to the move characteristics of the model. So what does that put them up to? Are they 14 or 16? So Enhanced Sails, so a Raider can move 14 plus 8, that's 22. And then all of a sudden, you have like Cabal Blackheart, you can advance and charge, and it essentially gives you like a 34-inch threat range with a Raider. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not necessarily something that's going to do damage, but it could be very disruptive to, like, an opponent's sort of, like, battle plan if they're yeah. trying to, like, do something with it. Um, it also, you know, if you have, a say, a unit inside that has all assault weapons, you know what I mean? Like, if you ran a mm. unit of 10 Cavalite Warriors with two blasters, right? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? You could literally have them go from one side of the table, 22 inches up the board, uh, then shoot the well. You can't shoot the raider unless you put a phantasm grenade launcher on it. Say you did shoot the raider with the assault weapon, then fire and fade it oh. seven, and then get the blasters eighteen inches away from something. Yeah, right? yikes! Like, you mm. can't. You count as advancing, so you can't shoot anything that is a heavy or a rapid fire weapon. Mm. But in certain situations, you know, like why not? You know what I mean? Like if you really need to get. Get those blasters in range of that tank that's behind that wall that you can't see unless you move thirty inches in a, in a direction. <laughs> then Dude, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, there's basically there's some, good. All this stuff crazy adding up. Movement stuff you can do is it is one of my favorites though because it yeah. or just a great way to deploy completely in the wrong spot because there's a nice building that you can hide behind and then move that crazy speed. 22 inches plus, say, a Phantasm Rain or Fire and Fade, right? So you're spending a few CP, but now you're moving 31 inches into the spot that you need to be with your Incubi-filled yeah. Raider or something, yes. right? And then ready for the next turn where you can pounce. Agreed. Um, you want to grab the next one for us? Yeah, so Crucible of Benediction. Uh, you pick a Homunculus unit once per game, uh, 2 CP. You roll a D6 for each Psyker unit within 12. And on a 4+, plus, they take D3 Mortal Wounds. Ooh. So it's really, really good against armies that are Psyker. Yeah, armies. man. It's not so good against everything else. And I have had like games where I literally move the, the Homunculus, so he's in range of Magnus, three Keepers of Secrets, a Demon Prince, you know, and he's got like all this stuff, and not roll a single 4+. Plus. Mm. So, like, <laughs> so it is definitely situational. However, it's nice to have in your back pocket. And if you if you were hot, all of a sudden you've done, you know, 10 D3 mortal wounds to a bunch of psychers like Grey Knights or, you know, something like that. And they don't like that very much. Yeah, agreed. I think this is a <laughs> this is actually a, a bit of a trouble strategy for some people. Um, moving on. Hey, why grenade? One CP. 
use your stratagem in your shooting phase. When a Drakari Haywire Grenade unit from your army is selected to shoot, select one model in that unit. The model can only make one attack with this phase and must target an enemy vehicle with, within six of it. But if a hit is scored, it suffers D3 mortal wounds and attack sequence ends. We've seen things like this for time immemorial, immaterial, whatever it is. Um, so we'll be moving on. Next one's yours, Hypersteam Backlash. This is a spicy one. Yeah, Hypersteam Backlash 2 CP at the start of, uh, well, in your command phase, which has changed. It used to be mm -hmm. in the beginning of the battle round. You pick a unit with combat drugs, so which cult? Um, until the next command, until your next command phase, each if combat drug effect ability is doubled. Um, and that's it. Yes. You can't pick a unit that has taken the file bouquet relic. But you can take a, a model that has taken the stim addict mm -hmm. um, warlord trait, which is really fun. So that's four different results doubled. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. It's hilarious. It's funny because that's not even one of the best like options that they have. But mm. it does mean, like for example, if you have a jet bike unit that is rolled, like say you roll two dice and you got plus one toughness on the jet bike unit, to get you know strength toughness five, and you've got plus one strength to get strength strength five. You could double that to strength six, toughness six. Yes, right, and it, and it affects both results. Mm. So depending on the situation, you know, it it can be very very handy. I agree. I think this uh, you'll you'll know when this is going to be premium. You'll know when this is like the the amazing strat that it is. Uh, but it, rest of it self explanatory. So moving on again, shock prowess up next one CP. This is. I think this is very good too. Use a stratagem in the charge phase. When a Drakari shock prowl unit from your army finishes a charge move, select one enemy unit with engagement range of that shock prowl unit. If the selected enemy is a vehicle unit, roll 1d6. On a 2+, plus, they suffer d3 mortals. If the selected enemy unit is not a vehicle, then roll 1d6 for each enemy model that is the in the enemy unit that is in the engagement range of the shock prowl unit. For each dice result that equals or exceeds the enemy unit's toughness characteristic, it suffers one mortal wound. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is great. Wow. You're basically going to be Tokyo drifting like Rangers <laughs> and Ravagers into like unit yep. 10, like Necron Warriors or whatever, or 20 Necron Warriors. And on a four plus, they take mortal wounds, you know what I mean? Because it's mm. equal to or higher. So, you know, and because it you measure from the hull, engagement range is basically one inch from any part of that hull. Like it, it's yeah. quite a big radius uh, against certain units. And it's only a five point upgrade. So it's just, it's a cheeky way to get some additional mortal wounds on something. Yeah, agree. Mm. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, potent metallotoxins, metallotoxins. Essentially, 2 CP, you pick a unit, a Drukari unit from your army till the end of the phase when shooting poison weapons at vehicle units that are not relics, you wound on the poison value. Mm. This is actually... I like this a lot. I like this with um, combined with, uh, what is it, uh, Dark Technomancers. Three, uh, three damage... Um, uh, like it only affects one cannons. unit. It yeah. only affects one unit that you have. So you know you're not exactly going to be doing like a crazy amount of damage. Like for example, if you're if you're playing, this is probably best used. This the, I've used it already a few times playing test games, yep. and it's when I like shoot, say, uh, a rhino with a dark lens. Mm. Or mm. and a couple of blasters, and it has two wounds left. And you, yeah, and then I'm like, okay, I have a venom right here and and i need to finish that rhino off so i don't have to focus more blasters into you yeah. right let's pay two cp hopefully this venom can now take you out right mm. and, it, and it just it, it it makes it more efficient another way you could do it is say i need to kill that dreadnought or whatever here's 20 poison shots from 
like a poison tongue cabal that wounds mm-hmm. on threes, and now just making your dreadnought take like a bunch of wounds. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna just die by volume. Agreed. Yeah, I think that is probably the best application. It's, it's when you just need a, to spot, fix, you know, something that maybe should have died, but some variants got in the way, or yeah. you just need to go over the top and guarantee something's going to drop. Um, for two CP, it is a bit steep for the privilege, Definitely. but sometimes you, you're just going to need to pay it. Well, it's, it's great. Like, oh, I have a knight with one wound left, and I only have <laughs> those weapons, or I have, yeah. you know, a knight. Instead of like rolling and being like, oh, I need sixes to wound you because you're, oh, no, that's Titanic. Never mind. It doesn't work on Titanic. Oh, but, like, say you're, say you're like, you're trying to kill. I know that lost penitent engine or mortifier, and if that mortifier lives, like all your witches mm. are dead. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. like, you know, yeah, sure, shoot at it, it kill, get that kill. Mm, agreed. Uh, so that's it for the stratagem and to the stratagem section. So we have three pages of them. They seem really well rounded, and uh, I've noticed that G Dub is consider is um, continuing their. Um, their kind of trail of no double move, no double fight, no double shoot, no double psychic. Uh, of course, there's no double psychic for this one. But yeah, all those big kind of keystones. This is the only stratagem I'm saving all my CP for. There's none of that in here. But there is some really spicy, interesting stuff nonetheless. And I think I like this better because this is really well-rounded. There's something for every occasion. There's some movement shenanigans. There's some shooting shenanigans. There's some fighting shenanigans. It's really well, well done, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think I think it's good. A, a savvy Drukari player will keep CP in his pocket. Even I, I'm finding that I'm not using CP as quickly as I did before, and mm. I'm keeping it more in my pocket for when I need it. And um, and so it feels more organic in a lot of yeah. ways. No, totally fair enough. Uh, moving on to the secondaries. Uh, in yep. G-Dub's magnificent fashion, none of these are in the same order. No codex that I've seen so far is in the same order. Maybe some of them are, but I like my storyline better, that they're all different for, for no reason whatsoever. But the first one of these is uh, Purge the Enemy and Take Them Alive. Yeah, caveat sleep- though, make sure that your entire army is Drukari. You cannot yes. have any models in your army that are not Drukari keywords, and your warlord has to be Drukari. Nice, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean that makes sense. For you to take these. Okay, mm. now is now, that different? Is that different from other codexes? No, it's pretty much the exact same. Um, yeah. Just remember, for example, if you have like a mixed Death Guard, like Empress Children list, you can't take Death Guard secondaries, right? So uh, it's something yeah. that sometimes people forget. So it's good to know you can only take these if your entire army is Drukari. Mm. That makes sense, and I think that's as it should be. Um, all right, so take them alive. Uh, if you select a subjective, you score victory points at the end of the battle for each of the following that apply. Score three victory points for any characters or monsters units that were destroyed by a melee attack made by a Drakari unit from your army during that battle round. Um, score one victory point if any enemy unit, excluding characters, monsters, or vehicles, were destroyed by a melee attack made by a Drakari unit during that battle round. It's interesting that it says at the end of the battle score these, but then it says at the end of the battle round as yeah, well. Yeah, so you can score max of four each battle round. Yeah. Right, so three points if you killed any characters or monsters in melee, mm-hmm. and one point for anything else that wasn't a vehicle, basically. So you, you, only, you, you don't get any points for killing vehicles? No points for killing vehicles. Everything else can give you something. Correct, but it has to be in melee. Right, and if they don't have enough characters and monsters, like you're only getting one VP. Yeah, you just don't take it. Right, yeah, so you correct. need like you're basically it's like yeah, you need there to be characters. And great against like Tyranids, you know what I mean? <laughs> and demons, great against demons, great against Tyranids. You know, but yeah, there's um, a lot that this doesn't really against everything else. Yeah, there's a lot this just doesn't function against. Uh, next yeah. one's yours. So beasts for the arenas this is an end game objective. So three points at the end of the battle for each 
enemy monster cavalry or beast unit that was destroyed by a witch cult unit in melee. If the unit was titanic, you score five points for that instead. Mm. So How well do you think witch cult units will kill? Beast? Oh my god. Witch cult units are amazing. They will they kill titanic units? Well enough? Yes. Yes, they will. <laughs> because you're looking at monsters, not vehicle titanics, right? So That's you're true. looking at monster titanics. So like, you know, I don't know. What, when do you see monster titanics? Not very often. Tyranids. But, you know, Tyranids. Sure. Hero duels and stuff, um, yeah. But the cool thing I like about this is for each unit that you kill. So it's mm-hmm. not like there's not a cap on a battle round. Yep. Not, so you can like soften them up with shooting throughout the course of the game, and then like sending your witch cult units and like get all your points as quickly as possible. You need to kill five of them, right? To get max points. This seems like another. So the first one seemed like a Tyranid and Demon is good. This one is the same. First Tyranid and oh, Demon is yeah, good. But it's cavalry or beast. So say you go up against uh, Astro Militar Army that brings a bunch of Death Corps of Krieg. Like, That's very true. That's very true. Each yeah. one of those cavalry unit. And sometimes mm-hmm. they take three units, maybe the big ones, maybe the small ones for like secondaries or engages or whatever, plus the like cavalry character command. Oof. That's that's 12 points right there. If yeah, dude, those, they feel right. real bad all of a sudden. Um, Admech, you know, take their raiders. They take their yeah. raiders, they take their sulfur hounds. All of a sudden, like, are they taking units of three? Are they taking units of five? Like, if they're taking units of three, fantastic. You know, you can, yeah, they're, they're a little harder to pin down with their bounce and bounce and stuff, but later in the game, you know what I mean? Like, when they run out of CP and you can catch them in combat, that's a quick and easy secondary to score in yeah. certain matchups, right? I agree. Um, yeah. Say you're case, playing, right, you're playing, say you're playing against your spaceful friend who brought, who decided to bring a bunch of, uh, a bunch of uh, units of, like, cyber wolves. Hmm. <laughs> one yeah, oh, wow. Solo, solo oh, one no. cyber wolves. That's three victory points. Thank oh, you. Oh, no. Much. That's that's right? disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's a lot more application for this, and I think every Dark Elder army will have some sort of witch cult unit nowadays. Yep. Like they've gone from like not being seen like almost ever to like everything. You're gonna see witches all the time. So yeah. that one I think I really like. Plus, purge the enemy is one of those secondary choices that has a whole bunch of stuff that we're never gonna take anyway. So it's like one of those that fits in quite nicely to something that you might want to take yes yeah i agree i think if you, when, when this is going to be good it's going to be near max points good um so yeah. i'm really excited for this one yeah. next one is from the no mercy no respite category it's called fear and terror and i'm very fearful of this one uh score one friction point at the end of the battle for each model that fled from an enemy unit during the battle round oh sorry i said battle round at the start yeah uh so every middle every model that flees you get a point Oh Correct. man. God. So you need to you oh. need 15 models to run away. That's it. You just need 15 models to run away to yes. get max points on this. It's good, man. It's quite yes. good. It is There's quite some... good, especially mm. if you're running Grizzly Trophies. Yeah. Dark Creed. Dark Creed. Like, yep. Those are like my favorites. You you combine those and against the armies where this is useful, it's almost an auto-take. Plus, Agreed. no mercy, no respite is another one of those traits of trees. Where Dark Eldar look at it and go, all of these are terrible for us. Exactly right. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's yeah. one of those. It's not competing with anything good that we will be taking anyway. Mm. Um, so it's good to have that option. However, it's it's hard to. You're gonna have to be disciplined not to just like shoot your the enemy's guardsmen to death. To death. Yeah. That's right. Kill three of them out of four different units and make sure the raiders are close to yep. to get your secondary points. And then kill them next turn. You know what I mean? Like, it, might, it, it might be a case that you're going to lose five points on the primary 
to get these fifteen, and it's going to be it's going to be worth it most of the time that that happens because you're right. leading, leaving bits and pieces of squads alive. That maybe it's, you know a guardsman double moves and, and, and contests something on you. But and um, you've got like you've got things that like you know people have ways to modify morale. Like sisters of battle, like you don't want to use against sisters because they have got like their ones. You know what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. just auto pass morale. Yeah. Uh, you you know you 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 want to be careful with like conscript guardsman units that have the mm-hmm. kithras like pistol of doom or whatever. Yes. And you've got and then you've got like once per game you can use insane courage but then guard mm. also have the you know up make one unit roll a d3 for morale so you want to like if you're going to do it you need to like make sure that you like blanket like three casualties from like six different units and go you can't yeah. pop all of them <laughs> exactly right um yeah. the last one's yours so battlefield supremacy uh this is herd the prey it's very similar to uh purge the, the necron one that the yeah. necron one have so essentially, you score two points at the end of the turn, so your player turn, not on the first battle round, for each table quarter that does not have any enemy units wholly within it, which I think is an important caveat to remember. Um, and it kind of, so at the and it's player turn, so you can kind of pick mm-hmm. a table quarter and make sure that there's no enemy units in it, and then you score two points for each table quarter. This competes with engage on all fronts. And domination mm. and like really really good ones for dark eldar however in certain matchups when i'm like hmm you have like a guard artillery army that doesn't want to come at me i'm gonna take this and force you to spread out so yes. i don't have to like i don't have to spread myself thin and then you can just pick apart like elements of my army mm. or like this if a towel army wants to castle in the corner sure go right ahead castle yep. in the corner yep. at every turn that you know, and if you send anything out, I'm going to isolate it and kill it. Yeah, and it's like, going to be safer points for you to do than, correct, than having to right. feed your units into their meat grinder to get correct, engaged, right? Because mm. like, say you can get so first turn, say they don't move out, so then second turn, you they're they're not in three table quarters, especially in some of the deployment styles, right? So say you get six points in one turn, right? Like mm. that's um that's that's almost that's like half the secondary point there. So it is like it's good situational. Although in the wrong matchup, you'll lose all your points because you should have just taken engage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? it's like yeah. an eighty twenty. Like twenty percent of the time, this thing is going to be so much better than engage. That you're gonna you're gonna want to take it, but eighty percent of the time, you're playing Drakari. You're already built to get near max on engage just by doing Correct. what you're supposed to be doing. That yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on, wall of trace. Actually, just encapsulating those. So when when my friends told me about these, you know, and they said, ah, oh, you know, they they haven't got the best secondaries. You know, they don't have one auto fifteen because right now I think everyone's judging people's secondaries by starting to find oath of moment and oath of moment. These are phenomenally good. They're not as good as oath. They're not as good as stubborn defiance. But these don't get me wrong. These are really really good. No yeah. mercy. Well, so the the fear and terror one is phenomenally good. Phenomenally good yeah, in the well, but, in the right like it, it's in the right matchups. Good, you know what I mean. But yeah. that's the thing. It's like most of the you, you can you can pretty much look at a dark eld army. They go scramblers and you know yes. all fronts, or whatever. Yeah, and that's like an that's like you know you've got you have twenty five points for that, like mm-hmm. without batting an eyelid or twenty at least twenty points out of that. Um, and this just means that now that third one we have more options that are more situational, but aren't competing with any of the ones that we would take so they give us more options against more different army archetypes yeah so you can have like instead of taking assassinate you can take kill characters in combat yes. you know what i mean or, and get three points each but then every other unit you kill in combat you get a point 
right? So there's like there's some cool things in there that you can kind of mix and match. They're not amazing, but it's nice to have options. Agreed. All right, moving on to the Warlord traits. So we've got three Warlord traits for each Cabals, Witch Cults, and Homunculus Covens. I might read out all three of the Cabals, then we'll discuss them as a whole. So the first one is Hatred Eternal. This is just rerolls to hit and to wound for the Warlord. It's really good. But next yeah. one is Soul Thirst. This is add one to the attacks characteristics of this Warlord. And then the next dot point reads, uh, once per get, once per turn, sorry, when an enemy model is that is within six of this Warlord is destroyed, this model regains one lost wound. Not bad. Yeah. And the last one is Ancient Evil. At start of the fight phase, you can select one enemy unit within engagement range of this Warlord. That unit is not eligible to fight this phase until all other eligible units from your army have done so. I feel like one of these three is not like the other, and one of these three is what's going to be picked 95% of the time. Well, Ancient Evil is really good. It's very good. Um, I do like fight last stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Keeps him alive. But Hatred Eternal is my favorite. Like, yes. that, uh, a Jin Blade Archon that goes in with Hatred Eternal, because it also affects shooting attacks yeah. too. So yep. his Blast Pistol rerolls, hits and wounds. He gives himself rerolls now because he's not a core unit. So then he rerolls, hits and wounds as well. And he just goes mm -hmm. in. And then if he's a Master Archon and can fight twice once per oh, game, yeah. like, he can do some work. Like, Absolutely. he goes in and just nukes things. And that, mm -hmm. and that Jin Blade. You know, when we get to it, oh, it's just still as so spicy as always. Yeah, I, I feel like the the ancient evil T's and C's are not quite right. Having to be within engagement range of a unit to make its fights last, I'd rather see that have been you know a unit within three, so you don't have to be in combat with it. Like, so you could be behind your front line and still get it off. Um, yep. Because otherwise, yeah, I just think if, if it was that one, if you just turned this guy into um, a judicar or judicia, whatever people want to call it, that would have been my pick. But as it is right now, I think hatred eternal is just over the top. Correct. Um, yeah, all that's right. my favorite. Tell us all the Witch Cults. So Witch Cult Warlord trait. Quick Silver Fighter plus two attacks to the Warlord. Stim Addict. Roll two additional dice, re-rolling results of six or results that are already in effect. Um, and then gain those abilities from the combat drug table. Mm. Precision Blows. Each time an unmodified hit roll of a six is made by a melee attack but with this Warlord, the target unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage of the weapon instead. <laughs> Okay, there's a bit to talk about here because I automatically think Steam Addict is superbly good, but my god, Precision Blows is... Precision Blows <sighs> is... Like, okay, don't even get me started on, like, you know, the... When we talk about... Like, this is... We're going to go down a big rabbit hole with Witch Cult stuff because the Book of Rust cranks, like, this stuff up. Leave it, leave it for the Book of we'll Rust. Leave it for then. We'll leave it for that one. However, I will say that one of my favorite things to do right now is running a succubus with a shardnet and impaler mm -hmm. so she becomes two damage right minus two yep. plus one attack so she's seven attacks two damage and then i do take the dark lotus toxin from cult of strife which just adds plus one strength plus one damage to her weapon so her weapon is damage three mm -hmm. and then give her precision blows so for every six to hit she just does three mortal wounds. Just does three mortals, man. Yeah, like, it's good. And you can see it right now. Battle report on my channel. Shameless, shameless <laughs> plug right now. Beautiful. She goes in and does nine wounds to a custodies jet bike unit, right? In one single combat unit, killing two bikes instantly. Then jumps into a mega nine wounded jet, uh, jet bike captain. Nine mortal wounds to him. Um, five of feeling pain saved a few. But that was amazing. And then goes and one-shots Trajan. Oh, <laughs> with my God. nine mortal wounds. Dear God. That's <laughs> uh, not fair. <laughs> it was so funny. She's yep. just like... Anyway. 
I love Precision Plus. It's I think in the meta right now, it's just one of those things combined with like Show Stealer, where she can go in, punch something, and then just like leave combat. It's so strong. Yeah, wow, it's so good. Any any argument for stim addict, or is it precision um, blows just yeah, one of the way you're gonna take, go? Like you can take precision blows, like that works really well. But it is like a fishing for six thing, right? Yeah. So if you're like fishing for sixes, great. Now if you take something like your razor flails, right? So you take razor flails, which doubles the attack characteristic, and then dark lotus toxin, for example. But then you take stim addict, so then she gets like plus one attack, but then could be plus two attacks. Right, and then gets plus one strength. It could be plus two strength, you know, and then has all these like moved up buffs that works really well. Or mm-hmm. you can try and do it with like one of the relics, right? So that the relic gets extra attacks, extra strength. She moves a lot faster, and she's a little tougher, right? So then it just makes it harder to like deal with her as like a like a mm-hmm. fighty character. It just depends on like what style of of succubus you want, really. Yeah, exactly right. All right, jumping over to Homunculus Covens. First one we have is Master Regenerist. Each time this ward uses their Fleshcraft ability, the target model regains three Lost Wounds instead of D3. Next one is Master Nemesign. Nem- yeah. Yeah, Nemesign. Each time uh, this warlord makes an attack, add one to the attack's wound roll. It's not bad. And last yeah. one is Master Artisan. Add one to the toughest and wound characteristics of this warlord. Look, none of those set me on fire. They're all pretty... Medium good, but none of them are homunculus. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, it's right. So they're being overshadowed by Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga. Tell people about that again. Ooga Booga. Oh, sorry, just the warlord trait that you're yeah, going to take instead trait, of these. Yeah. So it's uh, Fear Incarnate, which is the Dark mm. Creed um, homunculus coven warlord trait. Uh, yep. Pick an enemy unit within nine, roll three dice, beat the unit's leadership, um, and they will lose the objective secured rule. They will fail any actions they're currently doing and they cannot yes. start actions until the none next of game. those hold any sort of a candle to that one like none of them even yes. come close Ooh, to holding a candle. amazing i love that it that is a that is a deer hunting spotlight to their like incense candle off in the corner yeah. not even now, a good incense candle though, <laughs> i will say though it's really funny master nemesign adds plus one to wound rolls for the attacks yep. however all of the homunculus w- weapons are poison. poison weapons which means yeah. they cannot be modified i know it doesn't make sense really funny um yeah so we won't even talk about that because that's yeah. silly now drazar has hatred eternal lilith has yep. blood dancer which is the the strife the cult of strife one and yep, Orion has diabolical soothsayer just so they come with them however in order yeah. for them to have their warlord traits they have to be the warlord so mm-hmm. they cannot be included in they cannot be in a real space rated detachment Mm. Right or in an army that includes it, so you'd have to do a triple patrols and then make them the war, the original warlord, and then use tolerated ambition on anything else that you need a warlord trade on. Yeah, man. Yeah, so good, so good. Anyway, all right, jumping down to the relics. Are there any caveats here we need to talk about in the teaser? Uh, well, there's a pistol in here. One pistol. Uh, let's um, let me tell you about it. Sorry, Par- <laughs> parasite kiss, guys. This is our third pistol. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're up to three on that game uh, with us. Uh, yes, yep. this is yet another relic pistol. <laughs> <laughs> so model could be the spindle pistol only. Place the spindle pistol has a falling profile. Range twelve. Pistol three. Strength two. Minus two. Two damage. Poison weapon two plus. Each time an enemy unit is destroyed by attack of this weapon, the bearer regains one lost wound. Yeah, it's cute. You're never going to see it. Moving on. Helm of Spy. You know. Uh, uh, is pretty much the same as before. It gives you a deny the witch, a mm-hmm. nightmare doll, same as before. For it, feel no pain. 
Um, the wow, smashing through it. The Gin Blade is awesome. Pretty much the same as before, except it's now just straight three damage. Yeah, wow. So it's straight Which plus one, minus three, awesome. three damage, and with two additional so attacks. Husk blade. Yeah, so an Archon with this puppy has seven attacks. Wow. And then a three damage, and he will cut through Marines like a, a knife through butter. It's mm. amazing. Um, and then the Animus Vitae. This is probably the one that has the most technical use. Um, it's not like a go-to, but it did change the most. It's a six-inch grenade. Yep, okay. You can only shoot it once per battle. If it hits, the target unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. It's like a mini smite. Mm-hmm. Um, if the target unit has 11 or more models, it suffers D3 plus 3 mortal wounds. So okay. Okay, bigger unit, bigger bit. However, until the end of the turn, so that turn only, which is a bit of a shame that it's not battle round, friendly units with power from pain treat the current battle round as being one higher than it actually is. Wait a second, wait a second. That's everyone on the table. It doesn't doesn't say range, doesn't say anything. It doesn't say same creed, same cult, same anything. It's just your whole army's plus one. Everything power from pain gets plus one. Now, it is only till the end of the turn, which means you sort of have to use the ability right then and there. However, if you're lining up a turn, like, say, turn two, and you want to charge in, and then you're like, okay, I have advance and charge. It's turn two. There's this little unit of Nurglings that's really close to my deployment zone. My Archon walks up, or my hero with this relic throws it at the Nurglings, does a couple of mortal wounds, and then the entire army gets plus one for that turn. So now they all get plus one to hit in close combat. So when I'm going to hit you, I'm going to hit you like I was in turn three Mm. on turn two. And it's going to just, I'm going to hit you really, really hard. Right? So, so. It's great for that sort of combo-centric style thing of like if you like waiting, 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 then pouncing at the right time, and then just like jumping on something. And yeah. I love that it's army-wide. I actually really like this. I, w- I would just take this as a second one if it wasn't if it wasn't already locked out of my max. I would just take this as a second one because in a lot of matchups, well, I, actually the first thing that comes to mind is like Necrons. Just kill a wraith, just like bang, kill a wraith, auto dead, um, or just walk up and kill you know four to six Necron warriors that they're never going to be able to get back, and then you know double that down with you know forcing morale checks and ne- negatives and ifs and buts and you know kill five more of that unit of twenty. They're below half strength, and you might kill, end up killing six or seven more just for the lols. It's kind of cool, man. The D three plus three models is almost worth the is almost worth it by itself, even if you didn't get all the extra benefits. Yeah, you know it's a good way to get extra mortals in there. Yes. The extra benefits are nice as well. Mm. Um, you know, of course, you could always do like, say, you really, really needed to be fear- be fearless on a turn where your opponent like charges you and you like, hero- like Overwatch with it to yep. hopefully hit, <laughs> and <laughs> then and then like hit and then make your entire army fearless till the end yeah. of your opponent's turn just to make sure that nobody runs away or something like yeah. that. Like, there's little things you can do like that too that are very situational. It's the mirror right. match. You've, it's the mirror match versus Drakari, and they've they've got the one where they have to make you flee for points, and you're like, yeah. not this turn. Go <laughs> magic grenade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so next one is the Tripitch Witch Whip Trip Trick Trip Trick Whip Whatever. Yes. Succubus model only with an agonizer. Uh, it's merely a strength user minus three AP, two damage, poison weapon two plus. Each time the bear is selected to fight. 
Add three extra attacks. That, that puts him up to eight, nine? Uh, nine, nine attacks. Jesus. Combat drugs, he could be up to ten attacks, yeah. Now, this yeah. works really well with, like, the um, the blood dancer traits. So every six is two additional hits. So yes. you can literally walk in with, like, ten attacks, get two additional hits, and they wound on mm. twos now instead of fours. So this this relic got, like, a really good boost, and it's two damage yeah. instead of one damage. Like, this is a good killy relic. I well. like this. I like this quite a bit. Um, but to encapsulate them, I think the the gin blade is the obvious. Anything that damage three is the premium damage to be right now. Yes. With all the minus one damage and all the two wound and three wound bodies, damage three is where you want to exist. I think the gin blade wins that battle for me in, in, in encapsulating all of these. Um, is yes. that the obvious best one for you as well? Yes, because my Killy Archon is a great countercharge unit, and it mm. means that you can go in and threaten anything from a lowly grot all the way to a knight. And be scary as all hell. Yes. Yeah, man. He's really good. I love it. All right. Jumping on down, we're up to the data sheets and weapon profiles. We're going to quickly talk about Power from Pain, and then we'll talk about combat drugs. So Power from Pain, if people don't know, is a progressive table that you work through throughout the game. You know, you start in turn one, and with... um. Everybody in your army having six plus invuln save, and it goes to turn two. Um, this unit is eligible to clear a charge in a turn in which it advanced. Turn three, each time model in this unit makes a melee attack, add one to the attack's hit roll. If this unit was, uh, if the unit has the vehicle or monster keyword, it does not suffer the penalty incurred to its hit rolls for shooting heavy weapons into engagement range. Uh, turn four. Models in this army have a 5-plus vulnerable save army-wide. And then lastly, um, each time a morale test is taken for this unit, automatically passed. If its characteristics can change as it suffers damage, this unit is considered to have double the amount of wounds remaining uh, for the purposes of its damage table. So that's our power from pain scaled. Um, has this been improved much? Has it even changed much from the last codex? Yes, it's amazing. Um, like The... Uh Turn two advance and charge makes this army like the fastest I've ever seen it it's, in my it's the, it's the activator, isn't it? Like the turn two army just goes to Bujinga. Crazy. Like the invulnerable save is great. Time. Most of your stuff has invulnerable saves anyway when you mm -hmm. need it. Um, so it just adds invulnerable saves to stuff like vehicles and stuff in combat. So there's nothing crazy. Fearless is still really good, but it, it, it activates one turn later. So now only on turn mm. five. And yeah. then the plus one to hit on turn three is about the same. Biggest change here is you don't get like automatic reroll charges anymore, which yep. tend to be really, really useful. So you have to be a little more careful like with mm. how you set up the charges. But being able to advance and charge with like your whole army. I mean, Talos, yes. Chronos, Grotesques, Rags, mm -hmm. Vehicles, like Dark Elder are fast. Like yes. fast, fast. It's crazy fast. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, combat drugs. Oh, Biggest sorry, thing um, about Power from Pain before we move on. Sorry. Every model, every unit in your army has to be Drukhari. You cannot stoop and keep power from pain. So if you take like Harlequins or Eldari, yep. you lose power from pain. There you go. That's actually big. So that is their mono bonus, essentially. Correct. All right. So I did skip ahead a little bit. So we have poison weapons. We know what they are. Uh, Blade Artist is a new addition. So this reads each time model in this unit uh, makes an attack with a melee weapon and a modified hit wound roll of six improves the armor penetration characteristics by one. I think that's actually a really big change, a very a nice, subtle change across the army. It is. Well, they gave most weapons AP minus one across mm -hmm. the board, like which is racks, that sort of thing. Yep. So being able to go from AP one to minus two is great. Because your witches have 50 attacks. And before it yeah. was like 40 to 50 attacks that didn't have any AP. So the space rooms would make 20 saves and <laughs> right now you're making 50 attacks and mm. you know they're all AP one and then some of them are AP two. Like you're going to kill some stuff now. Agreed. Um you want to tell us about insensible to pain. 
So incentable pain is a rule that affects uh, pretty much all coven units that are not yep. vehicles. Uh, okay. Uh, it, and it replaced their invulnerable save because now the army gets invulnerable saves from power from pain. Mm-hmm. It's a five plus feel of pain, essentially. Nice. So they yep. ignore wounds on a five plus. Uh, great against small arm fire, right? Um, yep. And it's like covens are still the only units that can ignore damage, like the old Drakari armies of yore. However, <laughs> it's uh, not the same as a Prophets of Flesh four up invulnerable save. That's no, it's not. All right, so combat drugs is the next bit. I'll I'll leave this one to you as well, man. Jump in and tell us all about it. So which cult units have access to combat drugs? Essentially, it's a list of six bonuses that they can either pick one to affect them for the entire game or roll for two. Now, this has to be determined on your army list. So your army Mm -hmm. list has to either say, I'm rolling randomly, two rolls, or I'm picking this one. Yes. Now, biggest change here is you can take whichever one you like multiple times. So there's no, you have to pick one of each and then double up. It's now just pick the ones that you want if you want to pick or roll for the one you want. However, if you roll, you roll two and apply both results, Mm. which I think is awesome. I like this far, far better. They've also made sure that every single one of these is useful for all Mm -hmm. the cult units. (laughs) So yeah, run down them. Tell us what they are. So Adrenalite plus one attack, but now you only get it if you charge or heroic Mm. immunity. Uh, number yep. two, Grave Lotus, plus one strength. Number three, Hypex, plus two movement. Four, Painbringer, plus one toughness. Five, plus one weapon skill. And six is plus one ballistic skill and plus one leadership. Nice. Which of the winners there for how you think which cult are going to end up being played? Obviously, All to me, it's, it's this. <laughs> like, literally, I will, I will, I'm rolling two every time. And one of the biggest reasons is because even the sixth one, which is the leadership one, increases ballistic skill by one. Yeah. All of a sudden, Reaver Jet Bikes, Helions with Ballistic Skill 2, like, they have guns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even Witch Cult stuff, like Phantasm Grenade Launcher, pistols, grenades, like, being able to shoot on with twos to hit is really, really useful, especially if you put them in, like, a real space raid detachment and then an Archon's nearby, giving them real ones to hit because he affects all real space raid units, right? Or core mm-hmm. in a real space raid. Um you know, um, and then things like blade veins, which we'll see in a bit, which are the weapons that Reaver jet bikes are equipped with, um, are now plus one strength, not a set four strength. Yeah. Which means things like the plus one strength combat drug affect bl- affects blade veins now as well. Mm. So you're not like rolling randomly with a chart that where three of the things are completely useless. Now they're all useful, and you can roll two of them and apply them. So odds are you're going to get one of the ones that you really want, like plus one attack or plus one toughness, right? In a lot of situations, those are sometimes the best ones. Um, and then one that's just going to give you an extra bonus. Mm. Yeah, nice. I, I actually think this is a phenomenal increase and one of the big keystones as to why witch cults have become so much more of a, of a threat on the table. They're just going to be wonky. You're just going to get, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know witch cults do. And then they roll two premium um, combat drugs and they ch- the way they play completely changes. Um, like their threat ranges change, the amount of things that they can hunt because they got plus one strength changes, et cetera, et cetera. Like what could have been, like I mentioned custodes before, a unit that could have like been literally no threat to custodes gets a couple of the right combat drugs and all of a sudden it's a threat now. Um, really, really different. Really, really fluffy, really, really nice. Um, so we're up to our data sheets. 
Now, we're not going to talk about every data sheet. We're going to talk about the ones that Scari believes has fundamentally changed in the way they either functioned before or their data sheet has directly changed in, in what they yeah. do now. Um, so what's the first one running down here that you think stands out as a, having a significant differences? Well, I'll kind of run through. So Archon hasn't changed. Succubus yep. hasn't really changed. Homunculus hasn't really changed. Just gained an extra wound. Sure. Uh, yep. Lilith uh, hasn't really changed. Well, she has changed, but you're going to see her probably about the same as you did before. Drazzar... <laughs> I have to make a note on Drazar. Okay. He did get a big buff. <laughs> he is crazy. Going to th he flat three damage. Really wow, 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 wow. Well, he went to three damage, but he he has a four up impulse save now. Mm -hmm. He has a minus one damage. Yes. So he takes minus one damage. He's got six wounds with a four up impulse save. Like, it's crazy. He's yes. strength six base, right, with his weapon. He can fight twice, whether he charges or not. He can just be picked to fight twice every yes. time, right? And he's got tormentors, which means he has a fight. Uh, he can make things fight last mm -hmm. within engagement range of him if he rolls high enough. So good. And he gives incubi units, which he is an incubi unit mm -hmm. plus one to wound. He's so strength six with plus one to wound with five attacks, able to fight twice. Um, that are going to be minus or, or seven attacks because he can pick his dual yeah. blades, right? Yeah, uh, with which is uh, with a blade mask, blade artist, mm -hmm. right? So he's also got he could be AP4 if you know you really needed AP4. And like it's he is a monster, he's phenomenally powerful. I think yeah. he's he's verging on auto take. Uh, now he is an incubi, so um, an archon gives him reroll ones to hit. Yes. Just so you understand. <laughs> so he's yeah. one of the few characters that can get reroll ones to hit, but from an archon nearby, and then a Kronos, uh, I can give him reroll ones to wound. So, and that, you, but if he is your warlord, or if he is has a yeah, if he's your warlord, he gets reels to reels to hit and reels to wound correct. with plus one to wound. Like correct. he's just gonna kill whatever he wants, really. He murders things. Yeah. Mm. So Drazar huge buff like he is he he went from 105 to 135 worth every penny absolutely <laughs> agree absolutely um, agree Uri hasn't really changed just same old same old just probably mm -hmm. he's, he's the only humongous with an unvulnerable save okay cool yes correct um Cablite warriors pretty much the same as before four up armor save is pretty much notable change there yeah each um weapon options haven't really changed much mm. they're, they're about the same you're probably going to see them as much as you used to before in yep. true horn form, if I were to be a best yes. man. Um, now, witches, fantastic. They each got an extra attack, and they got AP. Um, the way that you take special weapons is different, so units of under 10 cannot take special weapons. Units okay. of 10, if they take special weapons, they can only take one of each of the three different types, so you can't yep. double or triple up on the special weapons anymore. The sergeant can have a bunch of upgrades, you have combat drugs. They still have their six up invul save against shooting and a four up invul save against uh, melee attacks. Mm -hmm. However, with Power from Pain, on turn four and onwards, they have a five up invul save against shooting. Yeah. Which is really useful, especially against like small arm fire. And the biggest change for them no escape. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no escape allows you to trap enemy units in close combat by winning a roll off. So you do a roll off like with roll-off rules. <laughs> as long as the enemy unit is not titanic, which means they have opened witches to trap everything except Everything, for man. That is vehicles, monsters, cavalry, yep. infantry, beasts. Like Doesn't matter if you got fly. Yeah. Doesn't, 
They don't care if you fly, not anything. If you're in combat with witches, you roll off. And if you don't win the roll off, which means you have to re-roll ties, of course, because that's how roll offs work. Mm-hmm. But if if you do not win a roll off, you cannot pull back from witches. Yep. Now having a shardnet, you get your, you can make your opponent roll a minus one on that roll for each shardnet and impaler in your unit. No longer do you need to like be within three inches and all this jazz. No, yeah. if you have shardnets in the unit. You just you make your opponent roll a minus one, which means you can only get you can only get two shot nets if you take twenty. Correct. Yet. So it is potentially a minus two if you take twenty. More than likely, it's going to be minus one, which means yep. you will win ties because it'll be minus one. And if they roll one higher than you, you force a reroll because of the of the roll off rules. Um, witches are incredible. Being able yeah. to like trap a rhino is amazing. Like or a, like a little piddly tank or a cavalry unit or a swarm or something that you just that it's so good like that is a humongous change, humongous. Absolutely, they are they are easily the most improved. Actually, we'll wait to get to Hellions because Hellions might be just yeah, as improved. Yeah. As well, as Hellions got the MVP is most improved. So racks are about the same. Uh, yep. They just not they're not as durable as they used to be. Back to twenty, so but actually, but not, legitimately. 100%, you can take 20 mans. There's been some conjecture. Are they 10 mans? Are they 20 mans? Definitely 20 mans. You can um, take 20s, but they, they have a 6-up impulse. Mm-hmm. Not a 4-up impulse save that could yeah. come back. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, that's, <laughs> no, no, no diabolical suits there. So we'll skip over them real quick. Then we'll go to Court of the Archon. That changed. It's no longer individual models. It's a yeah. unit of 4 to 16 models. Um, Are they any good? Uh, they're, they're fantastic point-for-point point wound to model ratio mm-hmm. yep right? um just because they're you know 70 points gets you like 15 wounds yeah right so it's like a good wound to like model mm-hmm. ratio however there's 70 points for five models like you're yeah. going to be spending those points elsewhere so mm-hmm. sadly i think they'll be relegated to almost never being seen again agreed um and then you've got incubi they got a huge buff um, they, they still have three attacks. Now they just hit on twos. Just, just hit on twos, and they got three they, plus armor save as before. Correct. They're plus two strength with their basic weapon, which means they're strength five, they're AP mm-hmm. three, and two damage straight. Mm. If the Clavex is in there, they on sixes to wound, they become um, they become three damage. Yes. Is, I'm so glad they kept that rule. They're also blade artists, so on a six to wound, they also go to AP4, so those like, yes. three damage are bound to really go through. And they have the Tormentors, which is they can make you fight loss. Combine yeah. these grizzly trophies and... So, how does, so, just reading Tormentors, at the start of the fight phase, you can select one enemy unit with the engagement range of this unit and roll 2d6. If the result is greater than the enemy unit's leadership characteristic, that unit is not eligible to fight in the fight phase until all eligible units from your army have done so. Very good to just have slapped on a data sheet. Very, very good. Very. It like I've had times where like I literally have an incubator unit in the open. My opponents repentia are looking at me, and they're like, <laughs> "I don't want to charge this unit of incubator because if they make me fight last, they're going to kill all my repentia." They're useless. Repentia are useless <laughs> if they don't fight first. It's actually crazy. Right. It's nuts. Uh, so right. awesome. Then we have mandrakes. Please tell me. Uh, please tell me a good story about mandrakes because they are my favorite Drakkar unit. Mandrakes are your toolkit unit now so there they like do your actions and be annoying yep. so they lost their built-in deep strike they still have everything else they had it, like pretty much exactly the same 
except now they pre-game deploy outside of your deployment zone. Nice. You can yep. put a like right in the middle of the board, prevent those forlorn fury death company from coming at you or stop the nerglings from getting up in the middle of the board like too soon um and then once per game they can go into reserves and come back nine inches away from the enemy the turn after that's nice yeah that is a pretty good combination between the forward deployment like you deploy it up and go first move charge do some damage take a bit of a counter assault beam yourself back it's like go back into reserve get out of dodge live to fight another day that feels pretty nice yeah mandrakes are great they're just a good toolkit unit they're not too expensive they're very very easy to kill um however they're minus one to be hit all the time so there's certain things that will have a hard time killing them so it's, yeah they're, they're like in a sweet spot where they're just a good toolkit unit mm, agree um grotesques are about the same they got plus one damage on their weapons Good. They're not nearly as durable as they used to be. Yeah, no way near. Is reduced, but they still hit like a freight train. Yeah. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have the Beastmaster, who's pretty much the same as he was, except yeah. now he can pick uh, units, uh, one unit of beasts within six to advance and charge. So if you mm-hmm. have like this Razorwing Flock unit that you want to like move up and harass the enemy with even more, yeah. it's just easier for you to do. However, beasts no longer live outside of the detachment. Mm. So the beasts are now part of the detachment now. Yeah, you're not getting freebie beasts. Correct. So, But the Beastmaster is a freebie. So now mm. the Beastmaster can live outside of the detachment if you take beasts. Yeah. So because Reaver Jet Bikes and Hellions are so good, they're competing directly for Force Org slots or like detachment positions with reaver jet bikes and hellions so i think that's one of the only reasons you might not see beasts very often fair yeah that, that is quite fair um yeah. next up is reavers baby reaver jet bikes um they didn't actually change much from the codex at all they're like pretty much the same uh they just got plus one attack and they everything else is about the same the only two that's- things that changed is they got you know, an inbox save with power from pain, mm-hmm. right? So yep. they got a little bit more survival. They got two combat drugs instead of one. Um, grav talons changed where if they charge something on a four plus, it does a mortal like it did before. But on mm-hmm. a six, it does D3 mortals. So they buffed that for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then they made all the weapons that are about the same except for the heat lance. And the heat lance, big winner of the codex, yep. <laughs> um, went from strength six to strength seven, went from AP five to AP four. And went so from strength, dude, strength eight. Sorry, it's a strength eight. Yeah. So yep. went. Sorry, did I say seven? Uh, yeah, strength yeah. six to strength eight. AP four now instead of five. But now it's D six plus two damage. So melted damage at eighteen inches. <laughs> yes. So Four very good. 18 inches. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It is a heavy so, weapon though, so you mm, cannot advance and shoot it anymore. Correct. However, one saving grace. To, exactly. If you need to crack open a rhino. Mm. the reavers will crack open a rhino for you yeah dude all right hellions let's double this down tell us about the biggest winner the oh biggest improved. my goodness hellions went from zero to hero in one data sheet okay they did so hellions are three points cheaper than reaver jet bikes but they are essentially a reaver jet bike yes movement 14 weapon skill, skill three plus. exactly strength three toughness four two wounds three attacks base now Correct. Five plus save. They used to have a six up save, I think. No, they still had a five up. So okay. that hasn't changed because the skyboard gave them an extra save. They yep. they also gained uh combat. Well, they gained power from pain, so they have an involve save now as well. 
They still become big units. They still have the ability to fall back and charge. Essentially, what they did is for the same points that they were, essentially gave them an extra toughness and extra wounds. Yeah, well. Okay. And then gave them an extra attack as well and gave them yeah. AP1 on all their weapons. Yes. Which quite, and, quite nice. And an involve save <laughs> and like and double drugs. So they went yeah. from like something that died as quickly as as uh, as Cabalite Warriors to something that's like a Reaver jet bike. Yeah. Essentially. Which uh, yeah is awesome, and the ability to advance and charge, and you know all this stuff, and their infantry, so they can do action, mm. so they can they they're just a very very versatile unit. Scourges, keep, let's keep the train going. Uh, scourges are core, so that's something to remember. So in yep. um, if you want some like heavy weapons, it's just in a package, and you don't want to take like ravagers, and you want to have like a buff archon that can give core in a in a real space raid attachment with Cabal Blackheart reroll hits of one and reroll wounds of one <laughs> then you probably want to take scourge i'm actually still like, like if yeah yeah if if hordes come back i'm still i'm still a fan of like just five scourge with four shredders in deep strike five I still scourge think that's with four shredders are my favorite and mm. they are one of the only units that can't be built in deep strike so yeah. it's free you can bring them in like i love the shredders they're fantastic Me too. um dark lances and heat lances are heavy so they yeah. will be suffering the minus one to hit. However, if you have an arc on your buy for real ones, you know what I mean like it, it in a real space rate detachment, they're not terrible. Um, and they're good for like they're cheaper than mandrakes if you just want like a deep striking unit that's yep. gonna go in and like put a scramblers down or you know something like that. So and they have a five up invul save now, just yeah, exactly. standard. You know they don't yep. they they used to have a six up now they have a five up. Um, so that's a lot better. You know what I mean? That's and they just a, a, yeah, then they're cheaper. So there's not they just die very quickly. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell us. Uh, they haven't really changed from what they were. Nah, they're less terrible. Less terrible than, less they, were, than but, they were. Yeah. 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 Um, some of their weapon changed changes, of course. Like the uh, I love the Talos Iker injector. I think that's my favorite. It's mm-hmm. just if you hit the you you roll one one attack for each Talos that has one. If you hit, it, it just does D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. That's like probably my favorite thing. Um, other than that, everything else is about the same, and chain flails don't reroll wound rolls anymore, and that makes me sad. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, all right, Kronos, there's a bit to talk here. Well, if, if you're up for it. Uh, yes, Kronos. Holy crap, I want to say this. My first reading of this, I thought the Spirit Siphon and Vortex was still strength three. I've yep. since been corrected. They are strength five, and I had wow. to do a double take. I was yeah. like, what? They're um, actually a legit shooting unit now. They used to be a bit yeah. of a, a joke shooting unit and a joke melee unit, and now they're like, wow, I can just dack a people. Yeah. They have a flamer, the strength five AP two. Yep. Which is amazing. And they've got they can upgrade the vortex, which is strength five AP two at 18 inches. If they roll sixes to wound, they're two damage. Right? Yeah, well. So yep. like it, in a pinch, it actually gets that they're just as durable as a Talos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, the ability to upgrade any models to a spirit probe, which is like a, a six inch aura of rural ones to wound in combat for core or characters. Yeah, well, wow. um, yeah. which is really good. Um, and you know they have a five of feeling pain, which is cool. They and they have something called reservoir of pain. This is just something they come with. Mm. Um, so for every model um, that you kill. You can pick a Drukari core unit within six to heal one lost wound. Yeah, it's so it's really really nice. When, but you say in conjunction with things like Hellions and Reavers, yeah. Correct. If no models in the unit have lost any wounds, you add a model back with one wound remaining. 
Yeah. Yeah. These but are your apothecaries, man. Enemy model that you kill. <laughs> right? So, like, they only have four attacks. Don't get me wrong. They're not like, they're not going to go around. Like, they don't hit on twos and, like, they yeah. don't do all this crazy stuff. However, the potential there of bringing, like, an incubi back here and yeah. healing, like, a yep. jet bike and then bringing one back and, you know, little things like that or healing even themselves or, char- you know, like, they can't heal characters, but they can, they can just, they buff stuff around them. I really like Kronos. I have a unit Me too. on my list and I'm, I'm, I was debating taking them out, but it, the only reason being, I thought they were strength three on their guns. Yes, like exactly. in retrospect, after going back, I'm like, if I would have been playing them with strength five guns, that would have been a totally different story because they would have actually been doing damage. <laughs> mm. So, dude, we're actually uh, running a bit long here. We, we've got one more I want to talk about because people are making a big deal out of this one. That's the Void Raven Bomber. Tell me a little bit of a story here. Is this one worth the hype that I think people are giving it? This is worth the hype for the psychological impact. Mm, I was about to say, it's the Drakari play. It's you're the not, I'm going to mess with yeah. you play. It, you're not going to, like, when you need it to do damage, it's not going to do damage for you. <laughs> like, it, it, you're going you're gonna to put the point. You're going to roll for 10 different units within six inches, and you're going to roll one four plus, right? Like, what you, the potential damage is more damaging than the actual physical damage more often than not. That's the void mine you're talking about, yeah? Correct. Mm. So, once per battle in your move in phase, after the bearer makes a normal move or advances, you can select one point on the battlefield the bearer moved across. Roll 1d6 for each unit within six of that point, subtracting one if it's a character. On a four plus, they take d6 mortal wounds. I can tell you right now, as a Dark Angels player who has a big, meaty castle of like four or five characters, a bunch of talent masters, and like a big squad of of 10 Terminators, this Mm -hmm. is a yikes as hell moment. Yeah. But the thing is, it's that that is the thing. You put a Void Raven on the table, and you tell your Space Marine player, you can castle like you normally castle yes. for all your characters and all your stuff behind that big wall. But if if this bomb goes off, <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. It's really good. This is up there with the headbutt as for like you know a flyer that makes you scatter. Like you have to scatter right. out. You have to yeah branch out. But you make- have to respect it. However, it's not like it's not like a guarantee. Yeah. Man, that is actually unfortunately going to bring us to the end of this. There were a couple of other units we could have spoken to, like the change to Venom, the change to, to Ravages and things. Um, but dude, I just wanted to thank you so much for your time, for your the hours that you've put in on this one with me. It's been an absolute pleasure, absolute honor to have you on this once again. Hopefully, you'll join us again with the Cult of Strife. I've actually had a good word from our friend JT McDowell that he'd like to join us for that one as well. So we might be doing a bit of a, a Drakari tandem with you two, kind of playing off against each other with me on, along for the ride. But Skari, anything you'd like to mention before we we sign out hey well um thanks a lot for listening everybody you are all awesome if you like to reach out you want some drukari coaching specifically make sure you check us out on the art of war 40k and go over there and find all the cool stuff in the war room and all the clinics mm-hmm. that we do and stuff oh, like man. that as coaches so hey jump on in and uh learn like if you want to if you want to like suck the juices out of our brains (laughs) do it harvest them harvest the flesh anyway dude thank you again so much have a wonderful night hopefully you guys out there have enjoyed this please jump over onto the patreon or onto the art of war 40k.com sign up buy in jump on and uh yeah the following the part two of this episode is going to be a compilation of hot takes from some of the most prolific and notable um jukari players out there in the world scar is going to be doing some hot takes for us jt mcdowell sean naden the gentleman from the real space Raiders um, podcast will be joining us as well. It's going to be an exciting episode, just hot takes.
mistakes? What do you guys love? What do you hate? What are you worried about? What are you concerned for? It's going to be really exciting. Thank you again so much, Scary. Take care, everybody out there. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Say goodnight, Scary. Good night, Scary. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.